0: Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And today I have the amazing Christy Hart back with me again. Woo hoo! Okay, so if you remember, Christy is a fellow dominatrix coach. So we had such a great time the last time I had Christy on the show. Um, I know I was like busting a gut laughing. My abs were killing me afterwards, so I just had to have her back. Christy, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Thank you for having me back, Dana. This is
1: such an incredible, incredible way to, to educate other women about um, confidence and about our energy and about the dominatrix lifestyle and how we can use it. Plus, yeah, I was busting a gut too. I think I didn't have to do an ab workout for like two days after that. <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, you know, you and I had talked about this and we said, you know, it would be great to start to talk about a little more in depth, the whole piece of how the spin and the teachings from the dominatrix world really boost the confidence level, which so many people are desperately needing in their lives and in their business.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, but when I I was CEO for 10 years, and I didn't have the dominatrix energy then, and I swear I ran myself ragged, mm. and there were so many times that I look back now and think, oh my gosh, if I had known how to harness um, my own sexual energy and my own dominatrix energy, I would not have had any of the problems that I had um, in negotiations we've talked about. And just in, um, in leadership in general.
0: So true. You know, I've had the same experience because when I was um, CEO of my company, then there were things, there were so many things that I poorly negotiated. There were things that I compromised on. There were things that I, you know, just handed over to the manager and just said, "You, you know, you deal with it. And, you know, when I had to do that restructuring and, you know, pull back and I was the one running the show, that's when I pulled in this dominatrix energy and things turned around it was amazing so (laughs) you know this is where my platform comes from is seeing the difference of what it's like when I try to run it without and what it's like when I run it with and how much more fun I have as a result
1: Right. It's night and day. And that's what surprised me about the difference in the businesses when you're running with dominatrix energy and without it's, there's the difference in the fun level. I mean, when you're running a business or, or even leading your own career uh, without the dominatrix energy, without taking control of your own sexual power, you're kind of at the whim, at the mercy of everything else going around you, going on around you. And also of other people and their visions, you kind of bend to other people's visions versus sticking with their, your own.
0: Yeah. Oh, so true. So true. So if we look at, at this dominatrix energy and, you know, I want to kind of just poke in here and say, well, what kinds of tools, what can we give the listeners to get them started on tapping into their dominatrix energy?
1: I think a little bit of fun dominatrix playing. I mean, just a little bit of, for me, one of the most powerful things, and it sounds silly, um, besides the mindset, one of the most powerful things was putting on a corset. Um, (laughs) Something that silly and wearing nice lingerie under my clothes. And what I didn't realize in the moment was that I was treating myself with care and I was respecting my own um, sexual energy, my own attractiveness. And I wasn't doing this for somebody else. You know, this was when I walk around in a corset and I will at home sometimes (laughs) (laughs) uh, when I do that, it does draw in some additional strength, um, some definitely additional strength for me. Uh, What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, you know, the, the corset is such an interesting piece of equipment, so to speak, in that there is, there's the physical change, you know, it's structurally, it actually encourages you to align your spine and, and lengthen and, and st- of course stand and sit taller and that and we know that you know what you do in a physical way affects how you are emotionally and mentally and vice versa right they're, they can they're interchangeable so it's a great way to kind of change your physiology so that it changes your state and then there's there's also the images that go with it like you know what a course it is and what that means and you know I'm not I'm not sure for the average person, if they don't have any kind of, you know, mental connections to the significance of a corset, you know, in the, in the kink world, of course, corsets are like the, oh, right, gotta have it, gotta have it, I have 15 of <laughs> the them. Clouds part, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a staple of the industry and everybody drools over the latest and greatest. So I'm wondering, you know, for people who don't have that connotation, there's still going to be that physiological change in yes. doing that. And I, I, you also hit on the fact that, you know, when you were a little heavier, putting that corset on helped you to feel more sexy and more in your body.
1: It did. It gives you that hourglass look plus, yeah, the strengthening and the posture. Um, the, all
0: of that, all of that plays into it. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and then for women, there is also the physicals, like most of the corsets, um, unless you get one of those waist ones, most of the corsets come up and they They just lift the bust so nicely. Yeah. So it's like, you just can't help but look sexy. I don't know. There's there's something about it no matter what size. Cleavage wields power. It does. (laughs) It does. does. And, you
1: know, I think that modern day feminism, you know, I hope that they embrace the fact that we do have power with our sexual energy. And that's not anti-feminist. This is part of our power. It isn't feminism to act like a man Mm -hmm. and to call in masculine energy. That's not feminism. No. Feminism is respecting masculine energy and respecting our own feminine energy.
0: Absolutely. And male or female, because, you know, both men and women have both energies, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you hit on that. Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think there's just too much classification where people are like, oh, the divine feminine and, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, embrace the goddess energy. And anytime we go extreme to either side, it's just not healthy. But as women in general, I mean, I, I talk to the feminine energy a lot because it's been squashed. And not that it's, you know, the masculine is not necessary or not, you know, not good for us. It's just that it's like we kind of need to really ramp that up to balance out all this masculine energy that we've had for so long. Yeah, I think that that's
1: what we're looking at right here. We're looking at balancing out energy. Um, some of us women have felt driven to the point that we have kind of lived in our masculine energy, our push energy, mm-hmm. our aggressive energy. We have to go for it. We have to shoot for those goals. And we, you know, take no prisoners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the feminine energy we talked about before is more of a draw and it's an attractiveness, an attractiveness, Mm -hmm. becoming attractive to your goals and to things around you instead of going out and getting them, making your space and yourself inside and out so attractive that things just kind of flow to you. It's a much different feel. It's a much different energy. It's a different way to run a business. It's... Mm -hmm. Everything changes when you embrace oh, this.
0: So huge, and you know, it every once in a while so well, I have to laugh at myself because, okay, so recently I, you know, I sold my other business and I've you know jumped full time into this um, inner dominatrix coaching, and I, you know, I got my head up my ass for January and half of February. And I was doing push energy again. I was like, I, ah, you know, doing getting back into the headspace of thinking, you need to come see me. Damn <laughs> it! <Right? laughs> like, see all these people who were like, you know, I could see it like, oh, you're kind of fucked up. You need to come see me. And and you know, you know what happens, right? Let's like the clients go running away because they're like, ew yeah and then the minute that I let that go and I was like (laughs) okay let's just have some damn fun with it let's play let's invite let's find that feminine energy again and I started talking about the sexual energy and I got myself reconnected yeah boom like the floodgates are opening up again power power Huge. Yes, absolutely. And that I think that you um you said
1: something really interesting that people don't usually associate with feminine energy, that it is that draw, it is that seduction, but it's also fun. It's a lot more fun. It's not a to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> it's a want-to-do list.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it's so f- interesting because it's like when I'm in that flow, it's not hard to do what I need to do. And I don't need to do as much, right? Because one post on Facebook will draw in five or six people. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the push energy requires 20 posts.
1: Right. I mean, your efforts are 10x. Yes. Absolutely. Every time. Every time. Because we're working in alignment.
0: I believe
1: in alignment. And if you're working in alignment with your energy and if you're working in alignment with what you want versus chasing something or, or, you know, pushing for something, Mm -hmm. that alignment is your sweet spot. That's Uh where everything happens naturally and easily.
0: Yeah. And you know, I'm just going to put it out for people listening. It's like, if you haven't experienced being in that flow and being in alignment that this sounds airy fairy and it sounds <laughs> altruistic, right? And it's like, oh, just, you know, meditate on your cushion and the clients will come, kind of thing, right? But, right. But there is, I mean, it's, we're not saying don't take any action, but it's, there is something magical about it. And you're not going to get there by pushing. You're going to get there by surrendering into it. And I, I-
1: the action part is crucial. People get into the law of attraction and they get into things and then they're like, I I don't have to do anything anymore. This is going to be awesome. And you know, that is the way that you start. There is no shame in being anywhere in the process. That's, that's a great place to start. But what I, what I talk about is inspired action. Yes. So this isn't the action where you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Let me consult a million books and then Mm -hmm. get confused and, you know, and all this stuff. No, you feel it inside and then you start to do something and everything just seems to happen naturally and easily. The path kind of lights up for you. So you don't need to put all of the work that you would normally put into a thought, into an idea or into, um, into a new path, into a new business.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. Like I've been watching a friend of mine, she's, she's building her business and, and she's so in the flow. I've been watching this. (laughs) It's great. Like she maybe posts once a day on Facebook, Mm -hmm. She doesn't do a lot. She doesn't have, you know, the big email list and she doesn't do the funnels. You know, she has a website, but it's very simple. And, you know, I love it. It's very simple. It's very clean. It doesn't follow any of the proper marketing (laughs) protocols, anything. (laughs) But you know what? She's bringing in 10 to 15,000 a month. Nice. Doesn't matter, right?
1: Doesn't matter.
0: Because she's so in the flow and she just Mm -hmm. pulls the people in. What she posts, I'm like looking at that and going, that's beautiful. It's so clean. It's compelling. and, And she's pulling people in.
1: Yeah. And that's important. It's important to be able to listen to your own guidance. And your guidance isn't just inside of you. There is your intuition. But listen to what your surroundings are saying. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I feel the same thing when I start a program. If, you know, I listen to what people are saying about it. If they love it, then I know I'm in the flow and this is awesome. And it probably, it feels good to me at the time. And so, you know, go that way. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but if I start something and people are like, I don't know about this or I have questions about it, then I know I need to just that doesn't mean trash it, but go back to the drawing board and figure out okay, am I approaching this the right way? Am I pushing mm-hmm. versus you know, pulling? Mm-hmm. Um, what exactly is going on here?
0: So true, because sometimes it's a simple tweak, and sometimes I don't know if you've noticed, but I know that sometimes it's a matter of like, okay, where am I? not clean with it. Right. So you can have the best freaking marketing company and copy in the world. But when your energy going out with it is like a little wonky, people feel that, you know,
1: I was having a conversation about this over the week over this weekend, I think just last night. And it was about the fact that business, it's not just, I mean, it's not money anymore. Business is about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about the people. It's all about the relationships we have with each other, with our clients, um, with the people that we collaborate with. Yeah, that's what business is. That's what success in business is. So that means that you do have to have your energy spot on.
0: Absolutely, it's so important. And you know, I want to bring that. Speaking around the energy is like to come back around to this topic of the sexual energy and getting people connected to this and I you know I know when I first bring it up with clients and we start you know <laughs> talking about the sexual energy I find that the very first thing that comes up is people who are like I don't want to bring my sexual energy because then the other sex they misunderstand it and I get hit on and then it makes deals go sour and there's <laughs> all this pushback right like, do you right. get the same thing? Well, most of the people that see me kind of <laughs>
1: are usually gravitating towards that way, anyways. I don't get quite as much of that. But if I talk to somebody who hasn't come to me, um, then yeah, I get that. And I get a lot of the repressed energy. The, mm. you know, Napoleon Hill talks, even he he talks about the power of our sexual energy to help us achieve our goals and dreams. Yeah. And this is is ancient wisdom here. (laughs) (laughs) And somehow it's been suppressed. Yeah. You know, who knows why, but here we are with it. And many of us were raised in a way that did suppress our sexual energy, taught us that there were things wrong, things bad Mm -hmm. um, about it. I don't know about you, but I was raised Catholic. (laughs)
0: i was very Jehovah's witness yeah
1: (laughs) so there was no (laughs) there was no room
0: for you
1: to have a sexual part of your being no and the way that what i see in dominatrix energy there are some subs who come in and they've repressed themselves and the way i explain it is this whenever you repress a part of a natural part of your being Mm-hmm. It only goes under the surface and then it pops up somewhere else, all twisted and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and morphed into something else that's now tougher to deal with. Yeah. So with our sexual energy, um, when we, you know, repress it, it it can actually negatively impact us in a lot of areas of our life and especially in our connections and in our relationships. And when it comes to business, holding back a part of yourself does no one justice. No.
0: And people can feel it, right? They feel like it's like, oh, she's not all in.
1: And that's just it. It feels like, it feels incomplete. Yeah. It feels incomplete. When you're talking to somebody who hasn't embraced
0: and owned their own sexual energy, it feels incomplete. Yeah. And, and you know, like you said, with, you know, relationships, oh my goodness, if you have part of you cut off, Oh, you wow. know, how do you expect to connect? And I mean, you know, this is like the depth of the whole topic of sexual energy is, is massive. And there's so much that we can get into. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like we get like another one. We could talk for days, right? Yes. Yes. But it's such a good piece you know, even if you're just getting started with it to just start to crack that door open, leave space for the potential for you to own your sexual power.
1: That's right. And You know, we were talking about usable tools. I think you asked before, like, Mm -hmm. what kind of usable tools? Because this is, like you said, this is all airy, fluffy, great. How do I use this? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I am all about, you know, actually getting in and bringing this into your life. And how do you do that? Yes. One of the ways that I found to do it was... The very first thing I, that helped me open up to my sexual energy when I was younger, actually, was bringing something in outside that makes you feel sexual but maybe isn't so pronounced. Okay. So one of the ways I did it was I found, I got a hold of some pheromones (laughs) that they have at those pleasure parties, you know, (laughs) and I was waiting tables at this point. And so I was like, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear pheromones. I'm going to see what happens now, whether or not they work is sort of irrelevant at the end of the day, because your mindset is going to make things work anyways. But if a tool helps, then use it. Yeah. Um, And so for me, I started using those pheromones, 30% increase in tips.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh my God.
1: So just by embracing that sexual energy and whether the pheromones worked or not, there was a part of me that when wearing them embraced that part of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't have to flirt. It doesn't, embracing sexual energy doesn't mean going all Jezebel. On
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing that most people, you know, get confused about is that, you know, when I start talking and saying, oh, the power of your sexual energy, they're like, well, I don't want to be coming on to my clients. I don't <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it's not about that. It's, it's, it's embracing who you are. It's having the fullness of all of your energy. And, Actually, it was interesting. I had a conversation with, um, with one of my clients and I got this kind of like download um, visual of where we have like a, a triad in our body. So we have, you know, three power centers. We have the mind for our logical, how we put things into place and how do we get it into the world. And then we have our heart so that we can be really, you know, connected and caring and, and compassionate. And then we have our pussy power. which is the generator that like fuels the body. It's like, put it up. Yeah. So that was my download.
1: And even in Tantra,
0: you know, even in
1: Tantra, you know, we're embracing these things and more and more people are embracing this energy now. Mm -hmm. And I think that as we're embracing the energy, maybe even in just one part of our lives, even if you just bring it in the bedroom, you're going to feel that overflow into your business life where, wow, once you've embraced this part of yourself and you've become confident there, your confidence grows
0: in other areas as well. Absolutely. It's, it's you know, that expression where they say, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? <laughs> exactly. I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, you know, if you're mastering the skills just for your bedroom for now, mm-hmm. great. Because you can't help but have, you know, have that you know, that feeling of um, the sexual power, the sexual energy, you can't help but have that spill over. Yes. And I know when I was a lot more active in the kink world, there it was definitely spilled over. Now, I, I wish I had channeled it into my business at that time, but, <laughs> but oh well. <laughs>
1: yeah, you keep them separate because, you know, just like, just like your listeners, I'm sure are feeling, mm-hmm. you know, how do you bring that energy into your business without yep. it making you, making you appear, um, to be a little bit different. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of slut shaming <laughs> and, and we're is. terrified of even appearing. Yes. Um, like we enjoy sex or like we enjoy our own sexuality.
0: Yes. Yes. And it's, you know, women getting into business, there's, it's even more so because it's like we want to get ahead, but we don't want people to think that we're sleeping our way to the top. Um, You know? Yeah. And and so, so I think I've seen a lot of women, especially in corporate, I've seen a lot of women just shut down their sexual energy altogether. And then they wonder why they can't, you know, they are not happy with their sex life at home because they've got this like turned off.
1: Right, you can't shut it off in one area and then expect it to pop up when you're ready for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't work that way. You got to leave it turned on if you want it turned on.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Even if you're talking about men and women, when it comes to when it comes to business and careers, uh the man kind of has already embraced most of himself. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't hide his sexual energy. Men have it. And, and it's fine. And, you know, socially, it's, it's fine for them to have that energy. But for women, sometimes, depending on where you are and what you think about it, we can tend to suppress that. And we talked about it makes you appear less than and not in your full power because mm-hmm. this is a part of you to deny that is to deny your wholeness yeah and it makes you appear less powerful um it it would be similar to let's say you had a a male coworker who say was hooked on drugs and he was constantly trying not to do drugs you know and that's kind of what a woman appears like when she's not embracing her full energy is that she's constantly trying to suppress something that is a part of her yeah and you it's just visible
0: energetically and in body language it is it really is and and that's where i think you know a lot of women end up with that you know the wage gap i think that's <gasps> part of where it is right is that we're not bringing that power in
1: yeah, you know, I looked at a study that said that when we're not embracing our full power as women, guess what? If you're a blue collar worker, you're missing out on $7,000 a year. $7,000 that's as a, a blue collar worker. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're actually working in an office or in corporate, you're missing out on $38,000 a year up to. Wow. Just from not owning your own power, and this the, basically the way that they've um, referenced this is that we're not speaking up yeah. in meetings. We yeah. we don't say anything. We don't ask for that promotion until we meet a hundred percent of the qualifications.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whereas you know a lot of the male counterparts that are getting the promotions, they don't meet a hundred percent of the qualifications. No. But they do it anyways. They well, they'll apply they'll ask anyway. for it
0: and they'll be like, I'll figure it out once I get there. And that's
1: that is definitely something we need to embrace. But if you lack confidence, then you won't feel like you can figure it out when you get there. Yeah. Because we as women sometimes we have situational confidence. I mean, if you've done something a million times, yeah, you're going to be confident there. Well, what happens when you're faced with something that you haven't done a million times? Are you, is your confidence going to carry over or are you going to need to master it before you feel confident there?
0: Yeah. And you know, actually that just tweaked me. So... That makes me think about the, the value of doing the dominatrix training, right? Because yes. as a dominatrix, like you get into situations that you don't know what you're doing. You're yep. like having to make it up on the fly. Yep. You know, I mean, you have the <laughs> concepts, you understand safety, but like there's lots of things that you got to like, you got to figure it out as you go and you'd be damned if you can show anybody that you don't know what you're doing. That's right. And
1: part of the process for me, when I have a session and I'm bringing somebody in, you know, I ask them about their interests, and I kind of get an overall idea
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of the activities that they're interested in. But for me, I feel like I'm also, this is my artistic playtime, and Mm -hmm. I am also channeling something. So I need to leave room for... This sort of collaboration in time to be what it is and to fulfill, you know, some sort of a huge artistic purpose. I know that sounds very grand for what I do, <laughs> but that's that is literally how I see it, which means that I cannot over plan. Um, so this is a lot of you know, spur of the moment. If I don't have my confidence in check, if I'm not owning all of my energy, including my sexual power, then. I'm going to falter when it's time to change or to do something new or to get them in a new position. I'm going to falter. Yeah. And it's going to be visible and it's going to take them. It's going to take their mind out of the scene and it's going to hurt my confidence and take my mind out of the scene. And now Mm -hmm. I'm going to be all self-conscious and and
0: it's no fun. and and both people lose out right so yeah being all in and you know just staying present staying connected keeping that confidence level up you get so much more out of it and You know, even if you're not doing the dominatrix thing, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, if you're in a board meeting, if you're running the kids on errands, when you are fully present and you're fully engaged, you get so much more out of it.
1: So let me tell you something that happened to me um, regarding dominatrix energy, a little, just a little snippet of a story. (laughs) Before the dominatrix energy, I was taught to be very, very polite. And in being polite, I was taught really never to speak up. There have been, you know, we see people all the time that are just doing things that are absolutely ridiculously rude. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I tell people now, some people in this world need a spanking. And and if I have to go out and give them a little verbal spanking and just let them know, hey, well, I was at my parents' house and they were having some renovations done. And they wanted me to oversee them because I did run a contracting business. So I was, I was sitting inside and I could hear the workers outside just cussing up a storm. And the non-dominatrix me would have just politely ignored it. Mm -hmm. It will be done soon, you know, and all these things. But dominatrix me um, was not having it. And just realize that, you know, my mother's sitting in the other room having to listen to this, and then she's going to pay them. (laughs)
0: Mm.
1: So I go out there, and it's not just like you go off on people, but this is dominatrix assertive energy. So, you know, I just went out there and I said, gentlemen, you are being very rude. No more cursing around this property. That's it. Nothing. Nothing out of the way, but that was a huge step for me. Wow. When I was able to go out there and just gather a group of men and say, absolutely not. (laughs) Good for you. Right? That was a huge turning point. And that happened just after I started dominatrix training. I mean, it was literally, you know, within a week. Wow. Uh, Just that energy, just that power and the ability to kind of control my world to know that i have control over my world that's that's the dominatrix energy that's what it does for you
0: yeah oh so that like i love it okay i'm a kind of a tripping over my words here but I, it really does sum it up where you know you start stepping into that power and then being able to speak up in situations where it is holding the power and i think you express it so beautifully if people are tapping into the energy of that you go out And, you know, saying what needs to be said is not about bashing them or you're blah, blah, blah. It's just, hey, this is not okay. This is going to stop. End of story.
1: Exactly. And that, I mean, that one little twist in what you do, I mean, is, can be so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if you could set boundaries in your relationships? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and at your work, what if you felt comfortable setting boundaries at your work, telling your boss, look, I appreciate that you love the work I do, but 20 hours of overtime a week isn't going to work for me anymore. Yeah. I mean, what if you had the power to really speak up and tell people what you want?
0: That would be a huge change for people, and yeah, and, and this, is, this is it, right? This is why you and I are so passionate about this dominatrix training, because it's just, it changes their lives in a radical way.
1: It really does, and here's something that I found. So I wasn't crazy about starting to tell people what it is and what to do, because I loved I love etiquette. <laughs> I'm actually, I really love etiquette um, as a lifestyle. So telling people what to do kind of got me at first. But here's the thing that I didn't understand. People want to make you happy. Yes. The people around you actually want you to set boundaries. Yes. They want you to tell them what makes you happy. <laughs> now, it won't work 100% of the time, but... You are going to get a lot more of what you want out of your life if you're able to actually express what you want out of your
0: life. Absolutely. And especially true, you know, if we're talking uh, heterosexual couples, uh, you know, I try to explain this to women all the time. It's like your husband, your (laughs) man, he loves to see you happy. Yes, he loves to do things for you. So he lives for it. Lives for it. So (laughs) tell him what, and you also, you know, and you know, lavish the praise on him. Genuine, lavish praise. Yes, and they lap that stuff up. They love it. So why deny him that?
1: Exactly. And you know, um, I did a lot of research too about dating, and there's this silly thing that happens. Um, You know, we women we don't say too many boundaries in dating. And then when we're just fresh and starting a relationship, even, you know, we don't set our proper boundaries. And what I read one time just changed my life. It's not fair for you not to set boundaries. It's not fair for you. And it's not fair for the person that you're in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. Because another person cannot be responsible for your happiness. No. I love it yes I mean just powerful stuff
0: very and you know it's it's interesting I was talking to a girlfriend of mine and you know she was saying to me she said oh I'm I'm really you know I'm scared I won't find somebody who you know who appreciates my you know who how who I am and how I show up because she's she's quite big and bold in the world and uh and so she said well she's she kind of holds back in dating and I'm like isn't that a little bit backwards? Wouldn't you want to show up fully so that you attract the man who loves somebody who's bold and out there?
1: It's true. And I, that's so funny because I experienced the same thing um, in dating is that I almost felt like I had to hold back because people were intimidated um, and not me bringing, not me being a dominatrix. I wouldn't even advertise that at first. It was just like me bringing all of myself intimidated them. Mm-hmm but you're right. When I, when I just said, you know what, screw it. I don't want the guy that's intimidated by half, <laughs> by me bringing all myself. I don't, that's not the, that's not the guy I want to end up with. Yeah. Yeah. When you fully embrace yourself, the people who not only can handle you, mm-hmm. but love all of that, mm-hmm. those people start to show up.
0: For sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I found that with my husband is that, uh, that same kind of thing. You know, I was in a space where it was like, I'm going for being for me. And if you don't like who I am, <laughs> let's just move along. I'm okay with that. And I was totally comfortable with about being single. In fact, I had actually wanted to stay single for a bit. And, um, and he was looking for somebody who was very confident, powerful. That was who he desired to be with. So when I showed up in his path and here I am like, um, dude, you know, you're cool. Not sure if you're going to stick around or not, but we'll see. Like, whoa, let me just prove to you how awesome I am. You want (laughs) men to drop
1: to their knees? Tell them you don't need them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All of a sudden they're like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) It's an
1: entire, and it's so funny because I did, I kind of did the, you know, dating like a normal woman. Yeah. I I hated it. I mean, I hated the guys that showed... I mean, I didn't hate them, but, you know, I didn't love the quality of the guy that showed up um, when I wasn't my full self. They they were not compatible with me.
0: That's (laughs) it, right? Like, you're going to find the good men when you show show up fully. That's right. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for somebody who's showing up fully. That's right. And I would say that, you know, when you're not showing up fully, you have run a bigger risk of getting these men who... Don't care as much about women. Oh God, yes, right. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness. I could, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm probably going to squirrel us into another topic, and we need to wrap up. So. Yeah, dating as a
1: dominatrix. So, <laughs> as a last, then as a last thing, um, one more really profound way to bring dominatrix energy into your life is by creating your dominatrix alter ego.
0: Mm. um really look
1: for some inspiration and certainly dana and i can help and create that dominatrix alter ego of yours name her give her a theme song you know just make it big and bold you don't always need to bring her out but when you do need her make sure she's available
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That it's such a great way to, you know, and you can kind of step into being that persona, which is the the piece about being the dominatrix. You know, you step into the dungeon and you're into that persona and you're in the role and you own that scene yes. in those moments.
1: And that's exactly it. It's not like I go to the grocery store with my crop telling people what to do. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> although that would be hilarious.
0: It would be hilarious. Um,
1: (laughs) But when I need that dominatrix energy, I can recall the time I spent training as a dominatrix. Yes. The sexual energy that I built up within me and that I've recognized and fully owned. And I can call that all up whenever I need it because Uh, I have practiced it.
0: So true. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I know we could just talk for hours, you know, it's like we get, always, always. Yeah. But I, we, yeah, we do need to be aware of time and sure. Yeah. We will just have to have you back and we'll get into discussion again. Cause I'm sure there's so much. that we. Can I really love the
1: Dating like a dominatrix, honestly. Okay. All
0: right. We'll put that one on the list. Stay tuned. And thank you so much for coming out, Christy. Thank
1: you so much, Dana. Thank you to her listeners. I've really enjoyed my time here always. And I hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Woohoo! So thanks for tuning in to another edition of The Inner Dominatrix. Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website. Innerdominatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rocking your bold, sexy, fun filled life.